This is the OT Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with the number one kicker, the first kicker off the board. Steven Galindo, how you doing? Um, I've been better, to be honest. It was a very gloomy weekend in the NFL. Um, I know a lot of fantasy managers out there are, you know, bummed out today. Just a lot of NFL fans in general are bummed out. Um, Aaron Rodgers has a torn Achilles or a um, ruptured Achilles four plays into the first drive of uh, the Monday night game or their first drive. It was, if you were watching that game, it you can immediately tell that mm-hmm. when he went down, something was wrong because he threw the ball at the defender. If you if you watch the replay, he kind of chucks the ball at the defender. You could tell that he's upset. And then he gets up, looks at the sideline, shakes his head, and then sits back down. And at that moment, mm-hmm. I knew he wasn't coming back in the game. I just had this gut feeling. I know people are like, what? Like, you're not a doctor. You know, you're not a sports medicine guy. But when you watch the replay, they kept showing the replay over. You just knew. He was done. And mm-hmm. when you saw the way that he got tackled, you just had the feeling that it was his Achilles. I mean, he's 39 years old. They're playing at one of the worst turf fields in the league. It just all around just didn't look good. So I'm really bummed out. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is out for this whole season. But personally, I think he's going to rehab hard and he's going to come back next year. And I think he's going to, you know, if anything, he's going to play the year and maybe call it a career then. But I don't think he's calling it a career now. I don't see Aaron Rodgers as that type of guy. He's not going to go out like that. So I think he's going to, you know, like I said, he's going to have a surgery. He's going to rehab. And then we're going to see Aaron Rodgers back on that field next year. How much DMT do you think it will take for him to be able to rehab from this? <laughs> I could tell you if I knew what DMT was. <laughs> I just know it's a Joe Rogan thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I do see a lot of people on Twitter with the, with the Rogan jokes, <laughs> mm-hmm. and at first they're kind of funny, but then over time it's like, okay, the guy like hurt his Achilles, cut him some slack. Like, no, I, ne- I never took you as a, as a forgiving guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you, do you feel like Aaron Rodgers when he got up felt like he couldn't walk on his ankle, and he was just like, man, I miss Bernie Man for this. Like, <laughs> hey, it was the hype was real. You know, mm-hmm. Hard Knocks was really good. If you haven't had a chance to see it, go back and watch it. But, I mean, I was really excited to watch this Jets team play this year. And they didn't disappoint after he left. Like, the defense looks amazing. And the offense, uh, aside from, you know, Zach Wilson, is, I think, you know, top talent. And they really had the potential to make a deep playoff run. And now that, you know, Zach Wilson is going to be their starting quarterback for the time being, as of the recording of this podcast, um, I don't think they're going to make playoffs. And a funny stat that I saw was that with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback, their chances of making the playoffs were like 52%. Mm-hmm. And now with Zach Wilson as their quarterback, that percentage dropped down to like 4%. So that's the faith that you know Las Vegas or the gambling people have on Zach Wilson. So uh, I... I think it lowers everybody on that offense. Yeah, well, you know, they won the game. 
<laughs> you know, that's the that's one win toward making the playoffs, right? Yeah. Uh, getting Kind of getting back to the Zach Wilson thing, like, especially in terms of just this week, if we lived in a vacuum and we're just in this week, he's probably going to start this weekend. Like, even if they brought in a veteran quarterback, and we could get into who they we think they may bring in, but right now, Zach Wilson is the the week two starter for sure. I'm I'm assuming, and I was even thinking I was like doing some research today. And I was like, you know, Mike White, <laughs> he plays for the Dolphins. Like, what would it take for the Jets to throw like a six round draft pick at the Dolphins and just say, hey, can we have Mike White back? Because like Mike White and Wilson had a pretty good combo last year you know it wasn't too bad like in the game zach wilson didn't start gary wilson looked pretty good so yeah yeah i mean you know they they have talent you know all around um i mean aaron Rodgers brought you know the uh 20 the 2020 packers with him over to to new york and uh now that's what they have minus aaron Rodgers. so i mean they have a talented team Mm-hmm. I think they do need a quarterback. I have no faith, you know, if Peyton Manning doesn't have faith in you to throw the ball, I can't sit here and say that I have faith, you know? Mm, like, that makes sense. Peyton you, Manning, if you watch the Manning cast, he was just he was just not having it. He he didn't want to see Zach Wilson out there. And I, I agree with you, he's gonna start week two and it's probably his job to lose right now. But honestly, like he just played the Buffalo Bills. You know, one of the tougher defenses. He's gonna have to go and play Dallas, I believe, in Dallas. I'm gonna check that real quick. But you know, that's a team that just, you know, made the New York Giants look like the little Giants. So, I mean, he's got two tough matches back to back. Like, I just have no faith. I I don't have faith in him. He hasn't proved otherwise, and until he does, like, I think it's important that if the Jets really want to make a run. And I really think that they could still make the Super Bowl if they had the right quarterback. Like, they have a talented roster. Their defense is superb. But their offense is not going to get anywhere, you know, if you're going to try to clock manage the whole entire time. Like, the defense is going to go out there. They're going to get stops. They're going to get turnovers. But when your offense goes three and out consecutively, like, the defense is going to, you know, be tired. And they're not, you know, like, they can only do so much. They're human beings. So, I really think they need to address that quarterback situation. I don't think Zach Wilson is him. And, um, you know, there's very, there's a multiple free agents and quarterbacks out there that have been speculated to be possible trade candidates and, and free agent signings. So we'll see over the next, you know, week or two what the Jets decide. But uh, I really think if the Jets don't make a move for a quarterback, like they, they're, then they're shooting themselves in the foot. Yes, the Aaron Rodgers was, uh, you know, not a good thing for them. But by not making the attempt to try to get a quarterback, I think they're just waving the white flag. Silver silver lining thing for the Jets. I don't know if you saw this, but if Aaron Rodgers played a certain amount of time this year, then they would have had to send a a first-round draft pick to the Green Bay Packers. But since he hardly played, it's just a second-round pick now. (laughs) Uh, which i think they in retrospect i would have been okay with sending a first round pick and winning mm -hmm. the super bowl if uh let me throw this out there so there will be 32 starting quarterbacks this sunday uh or sunday and monday 
and Thursday, I guess. Where would you say Zach Wilson will rank amongst 32 other quarterbacks? 32. You think 32? <laughs> All right. I, I, I just, yeah, I, I have no faith in him. Like he has done, he has done nothing to, to make you feel confident in any of the receivers. And I have Garrett Wilson, you know, I was very high on Garrett Wilson and the moment I saw Aaron Rodgers go down, whew, that was that mm. was it for me. It was a tough blow. It felt like my my player got hurt, even mm-hmm. though you know my player is is good to go. It feels like he's hurt, and like you know, going in there, I'm not as confident as I was prior to the to the injury. Obviously, he only played four snaps, didn't get any targets. Like you know, I Garrett Wilson's still going to get his, but I think he goes from being a top five wide receiver overall in mm. fantasy to now you're talking a top 30 receiver. I was say, maybe not even cracking the top <laughs> 20, know? 20, 30. Like, yeah. He's going to be cracking at least I hope, you know, within the top 30, but I couldn't tell you where, like it's really mm. a toss up. He could be number 28, 29, mm-hmm. you know, he can put up a couple good weeks, but uh, he, now he falls into the wide receiver two category. I think he's a low end wide receiver two with Zach Wilson at the helm. And until they, like I said, until they fix the quarterback situation, like, I mean, I'm still going to start him. You got to start him, right? He's too talented not to start, but, you know, you have to temper expectations now. So I'll throw three quarterbacks at you. Uh, And I want you to let me know if they will at all enhance your uh, hopefulness, I guess, for Garrett Wilson's season based on the quarterbacks that I'll present to you. So the first one would be Jacoby Brissett because there was a rumor that he may be uh, sought after by the Jets. Would you, would your Garrett Wilson hopefulness, your hopium rise a little bit or no? It would rise a lot a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in, I I believe in Jacoby. I mean, look at what he did in Cleveland last year, you know, while Deshaun was serving that suspension, like Amari Cooper was having really good games. You know, he was getting the ball to, you know, to the receivers, to Donovan Peoples-Jones, to Ninjoku, the tight end. Like, he was making plays. They were winning games. Like, I believe in Jacoby Brissett over Zach Wilson. All right. So, I think it moves up and down. I don't know. We'll see right now. Uh, this one that I don't think is going to happen, but he did make some headlines today. I, I will believe it when I see it. Colin Kaepernick. I'm not surprised if Colin Kaepernick's agent reached out to the Jets. I think Colin Kaepernick would make the Jets a better team mm. or would give them a better shot at the playoffs than Zach Wilson. Like Kaepernick, I think, still has that ability to play quarterback in the NFL. And uh, I think, you know, obviously he was in a, a very controversial situation back when, you know, he was kneeling for the, the national anthem which I think was blown out of proportion, but you know, the NFL is a business and you gotta, you gotta please your stockholders and the people that, you know, pay the bills. So um, I think he wasn't given a fair hand, but that's another conversation for another day. I think he would be a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. And this one that I feel like there should be as much mutual interest from both parties as possible. And it should be Carson Wentz. Like there should be at least a, an offer, and it, it, and like Carson Wentz should be like I don't know, like maybe it doesn't pay him enough, but it seems like Carson Wentz 
Carson Wentz really wants to play, and the Jets really need a quarterback. I feel like you got to at least give it a shot. And if it doesn't work out, then yeah, I guess he sells Zach Wilson, right? How confident would you be in this offense with Carson Wentz, given that you know the Colts and the Commanders run was not very good? I'd be more confident in Wentz than Zach Wilson. I still think Wentz is a better quarterback, and I think this Jets team is so good all around that I think he could he could manage to put up a decent season with the roster that they have now. Um, you know, back in Indianapolis, I don't think that team was very good. Um, I don't think they had a really strong like offense. I'm not sure where their offensive line ranked. Their defense was okay. Their defense is always pretty good. <clears throat> it's nothing compared to, you know, the Jets defense now. And then, you know, you go to the commanders and the commanders obviously were a train wreck when he got there. And so I think like, you know, he, he was there with uh, Ron Rivera. The, the throw this out there because you said the, the commanders were a train wreck. Uh, you can make the case that the Jets are a train wreck too. <laughs> and the commanders did have some talent, right? That's Gary Terry and, and everyone like they, they had, they had a decent team there. So. I don't know. Like I, I think I, I agree. I think Carson Wentz is better. I think they're going to let Zach Wilson start week two, and if it's a total disaster, it's a dumpster fire. They're going to call another quarterback by Monday. But I, I think they're going to let Zach Wilson at least get through the week first. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to give Zach Wilson the, like I said, the nod for week two. But if he doesn't cut it in week two, I think they are going to really, really look into uh, getting a quarterback to to move him forward at least you know for this season one quarterback i'd really like to see would be philip rivers Mm -hmm. i know he's 41 years old but i mean the guy's a competitor he's not afraid to sling the ball i think he would be pretty cool to watch on the jets obviously i don't think that's going to happen but um he would be an interesting uh quarterback there yeah, you know, and you know, everyone, everyone but Tom Brady is saying it should be Tom Brady. <laughs> like, that, that'd Honestly, be interesting. If Tom Brady played this year for the Jets, I think they win the Super Bowl. You think that so? Hurts, that hurts me to say it, you know, because obviously, you know, I'm a Chiefs fan, but I think they would be such a complete team. They, they, it would just be hard to, it'd be hard not to root for them to win it all. Like I, I think they would have that 50, you know, 2% chance of making the playoffs again. And I think they'd be, you know, one of the top, you know, four or five teams to win the Super Bowl. That makes sense. You're really high on this Jets team outside the quarterback situation. Other than the quarterback, like, you know, I'm sure Zach Wilson is a cool guy as long as you don't, you know, introduce him to your mother. But I just, I, I, I have no faith in him as a quarterback. Like, yeah, sure. I'm an armchair quarterback, but that's why I'm saying this because he should be sitting right next to me watching these games from the couch on Sundays. I I think there's something there though because they could have easily said we're going with Aaron Rodgers. They could have brought in a, a cheaper option to come be the backup. They couldn't move Zach Wilson. They probably couldn't have traded him for even if it's a seventh round draft pick. They couldn't just ship him off somewhere and and someone else could have brought him in and they thought like oh maybe we have a project here right. Like this, usually rookie quarterbacks who come in and 
play poorly for a few years, some teams will bring him in as like, hey, I think I could fix this person. And then when they realize they can't, then they, they move on to the sunset, right? The Jets could have done that. And they didn't. They kept Zach Wilson. And I think they kept Zach Wilson with the idea that Aaron Rodgers could miss a couple games a season. He's going to miss certainly more than that. Like, so the, the whole outlook on that has totally changed. But I think they kept Zach Wilson for a reason. And so here it is. This is Zach Wilson's opportunity. This is the Jets giving him the ball. And hopefully, in his sake, he does something with it. If not, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not in the NFL next season. So overall, I don't believe in Zach Wilson, but we'll find out this week against Dallas. You know, if he he can put up a good game against Dallas, then maybe there's a chance for him. But as of right now, like, I'm not holding my breath. I think he will be a top 30 quarterback this week. (laughs) Mark it. All right. Top 30. Moving on. um, One of my boom or my boom uh, player that I I selected last week was J.K. Dobbins, um, who also, you know, tore his Achilles. You know, I feel bad for the guy because he's obviously missed more games and more time with injury than he has been on the field. Very talented guy. He's still only 24 years old. He was leading the Ravens' backfield up until, you know, he got injured. He was really looking like, you know, he was going to be that breakout player this year. And unfortunately, you know, he goes down with the Achilles and, uh, you know, that ends his season. So, um, you know, hoping for a quick recovery, but, um, you know, he'll be out for the season. So, I mean, I'm a little iffy on this Ravens backfield other than J.K. Dobbins, obviously. I just think Mm -hmm. now they're going to go to a committee approach. Um, Lamar Jackson didn't run as much as I thought he was going to run, you know, design runs. Uh, So, you know, maybe, you know, who knows, maybe... Maybe they, uh, maybe they do figure it out. You know, there's a lot of hype on Justice Hill, especially during training camp. But I mean, the guy's been there for three years, and he hasn't really been a name that you've kept track of. So I'm not too sure. You know, who's going to come out on top of this backfield? But I mean, it doesn't hurt to take a flyer on them. And if they, you know, if they blow up, then yeah, good yeah. for you. Justice Hill. So I don't know. I might be getting ahead of myself, but like. uh I have some stock in Lamar Jackson, and it was soul-crushing to watch Justice Hill uh, basically get nine yards the entire game and have two touchdowns. <laughs> like, it, it was soul-crushing. So, I don't know. Like Usually, when you see the touchdowns, you want the volume there as well. There was some volume. I think he had like eight attempts or something like that. I had to double-check. But... They did sign Melvin Gordon, I think, off the practice squad. So, like, yeah, he's averaging, like, he, Justice Hill averaged, like, he had eight attempts for nine yards. It's like, I don't know what that is. It's like, what, a yard? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not little... sure if most most of his carries were in the, you know, within the 10-yard line. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. Maybe there's some stock in Melvin Gordon. There's always one of these running backs who goes off for a game, you just can never predict which one it is. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, they like Gus Edwards. He's been there in the past. He's been the guy at one point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during that time he's been, you know, he he did pretty well when he didn't really have competition for touches. Um, if they really do, you know, go Gus Edwards, you know, justice, uh, justice Hill, then I mean, 
there's a good chance I think Gus Edwards or Hill could be, you know, a viable flex option. I think it really is waiting to see how it pans out. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't think Melvin Gordon's going to take too many touches away, if any. You know, the guy looked really – he didn't look mm. as good, you know, as yeah. he used to, you know, in the preseason. So he just looks slower and, you know, not as decisive. So I, I I do think we need a true Lamar Jackson game too to really determine how these running backs fit. Like I don't think we had a true Lamar Jackson game the first week. So once we get a f- true one where, you know, he's – rushing for at least 50 something yards and he he you know he gets scores a couple touchdowns on the ground and then you could kind of like take a seat a step back and like look at it and like oh okay what did justice hill do in this game outside of goal line touches what did gus edwards do you know stuff like that like i think once we have a clearer picture of what that is then we'll have an idea and then yeah. lastly uh it was a bad day for hamstrings in the nfl Mm-hmm. Um, just a couple of notable names who who suffered or who had hamstring injuries going in or coming out of the game um, were running back Aaron Jones, who you know appeared to grab his hamstring after scoring you know a long screen pass touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly he could have you know if the game was closer and he needed to go back in he could have, but you know that's something to watch. Uh, Deontay Johnson from the Steelers tweaked his hamstring. Reports say that he'll be out for, you know, a couple weeks, two to three weeks. Um, he's for sure out this next week, according did, to... Uh-huh, I was going to ask, do you think there's some picking stock that needs a rise for that? Or do you just think now that there's not Deontay Johnson on the other side, it makes it harder for Pickens? No, I think, um, you know, Pickens, obviously his stock goes up. But I think a sneaky play could be Allen Robinson. Okay. And it's that. funny because, uh, yeah, I forgot he was on that team, but... Um, I think he could be a sneaky play because I think he'll he'll um, obviously have to pick up the slack from Deontay. You know, those targets are going to have to be spread around. And I think this is good to – not good, but I think it um, improves, you know, the tight end, Fryermuth's uh, value as well. Uh, uh, they, uh, they obviously didn't look good against San Francisco, but, you know, San Francisco is – a pretty yeah. good defense, you know. So I, I think they have like a an AFC North matchup, so the, those are going to be a rock fight as well. So, uh, just uh, just so anyone's out, I, I had to get a last minute because my wallet ripped on me this week. I know this is like a tangent thing, but uh, and I so I went to Ross real quick to just get like a temporary wallet, and uh, they had Allen Robinson Rams jerseys there for like thirty bucks, and they're like authentic. So just if you ever want, if you're a Rams fan and you're an Allen Robinson fan on top of it, which I know there's a few of you, uh, you go get a 30, $30 Allen Robinson jersey. And then some other names there. <laughs> did, did, you, did, did, did you write that down to cut it out? <laughs> no. I did not. I did not. I'm leaving this in the podcast. Um, some other names with, uh, you know, some hammy tweaks. Christian Watson missed the first game. Um, who knows if he's going to play, you know, in, in week two, you know, we'll just have to wait for the injury report to come out. But, um, Romeo Dobbs looked pretty good, even though he went into the game with also a injury designation, but it didn't really look like he was injured. Jordan Love touchdowns. Jordan Love looked really good and you were really high on him in the preseason. So I want to give you credit for that one. Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, people don't watch the preseason, but I watched it and I, he looked really good. He, he, he's very decisive. And I mean, granted, it was against a, you know, not a very good Bears defense, but, um, I mean, he was making throws and he was decisive. And, uh, I think the Packers overall are a pretty good team. So 
Um, obviously, we want to see them play against a better team. But, uh, you know, once we once we get that confirmation, I'm going to look up and see who they play this week. Once we get that confirmation of they're a legit, you know, contender in the North, then, you know, I think they are a playoff team. And one thing that kind of ticks me off to go off on a tangent is, like, I know, you know, obviously Green Bay fans probably have a, a bad taste in their mouth because of Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, the guy guy brought you guys how many successful seasons winning seasons sure you guys only won one Lombardi but I mean you know to, to cheer when he goes down that, that's kind of sucky it's a sucky fan base it, it must be nice to be a franchise that's legit only had like two quarterbacks in the last decade and a half or something like that or two decades almost at this point it must be nice <laughs> like like yeah you, you, could, you could be the commanders and like legit have a different quarterback every season you could be the Colts and have yeah. like seven different starting quarterbacks the last seven years and then have a shitty owner on top of that. Like, I mean, you know, you guys need to show a little respect to a legend, in my opinion. You know, sure, he left, but it was time for him to go. That's what happens, you know, to all players. Everybody doesn't have, a you know, the Kobe Bryant season or, you know, mm-hmm. the Michael Jordan. Where Well, Michael Jordan even came back to the Wizards, but... You know what I'm saying? They don't they don't stay with one team for their entire career, you know. Obviously it's a business at the end of the day and as you get older, you know, father time starts starts uh working his magic on you and you know, they they trade you away. So I'm not gonna, I'm not going to sit here and defend Aaron Rodgers a ton either. Uh but I I will say this for years the Green Bay Packers have had opportunities to bring to get him better talent and they did not and they could have drafted wide receivers and offensive linemen and stuff like that. And they chose not to. They would draft like a linebacker, which is fine. Like they have a quality defense. It makes sense why they do that. You have one of the best quarterbacks. Why don't you focus on the other side of the ball? But for years, Aaron Rodgers wanted more help and they would refuse to do it. They're drafting wide receivers in the fourth or fifth round or something like that. And it's just like, you can see why he wanted to leave. Like it is yeah, what it no, is. I, and that's kind of cost them in the end. You know, they didn't have that, that, all-star talent obviously they had you know Devonte adams but you can't pass him the ball every single play you know mm-hmm. so i think they needed one more solid wide receiver to to kind of you know make up that ground but that's mm-hmm. a conversation for another day um they play the atlanta falcons this weekend i think atlanta has a pretty decent defense they like to p- play possession football they're gonna run the clock run the ball a lot um, obviously, that's another team that I was surprised of how they utilize their star talent. It, it's funny because Green Bay wouldn't draft, wouldn't draft, you know, guys in the first, second round, and Atlanta drafts guys in the first and second round and doesn't use them. So <laughs> it's going to be an interesting game to watch. Um, I think it'll be. I'm hoping that the Green Bay Packers come out slinging the ball and they get up, you know, they, they pull to a pretty good lead and they make the, the Falcons actually have to throw the ball. You know, I'm tired of seeing them run the ball every single play. It works. They won. Mm-hmm. Granted, they played the Carolina Panthers. It's a weak division, probably one of the weakest in the NFL. So I think this will be a better test for them. Um, we'll see, you know, we'll see how they do this Sunday. Right. All right. Let's get into... Booms and busts of the week. I'm a bus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my to... that was my transition or my my bump into the next segment. I like it. Um, do you, do you want to do your uh, boom or bust first? Let's do my boom. And all right, let's get going, 
This is a really good transition based on your last conversation because my boom is Drake London. Simply, and you know, I probably could have done a coin flip and said T. Higgins too. Both put up goose eggs last week. Both were highly drafted, highly ADP wide receivers. Drake London flirting with that fourth or fifth round. Uh, I think he can only go. He can only go up. You know, I think he's going to have more than zero points. I looked at some projections. He's around nine to ten points. It depends on what platform you use. Uh, I and that's half PPR. I. I think, like you said, I think Green Bay is going to force Atlanta to actually throw the ball, and then I think that's going to help Drake London. And I think some Drake London stock for boom for him for him to boom this week, he probably only needs about fifteen points. Like he doesn't need to go off for twenty five thirty, just simply based on his performance last week, simply based on the offense, simply based on what's going on for him to boom. He just needs to put up like six more points than he's projected. So that's my boom. Yeah, that'd be nice. I know you're you're another homer pick with the USC. Um, mm-hmm. Can't get away from those USC guys. Nope. Um, I, yeah, no, I think I think that's a great pick. Um, my boom this week. This guy looked terrible on Sunday night in the rain. I mean, poor Giants. I mean, you know, you go out there, you get your ass kicked on Sunday night, mm-hmm. and then you go out there on Monday night and you lose the guy. That was going to take you the distance on nine eleven. Uh, it just it it's it sucks to be a New Yorker right now, and, and I I feel for you guys, you know. So best of luck. You guys are cursed. People say that Joe Namath put a curse on you guys, so I think that might be true. But um, my boom is Daniel Jones, and oh. I think he's going to have a bounce back game. He plays the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're going to get it together. They're going to put some points on the board. I mean, the Giants look like a joke out there, you know? Like, And I think you and I talked about this in the in the preseason and the offseason, that the Giants were just, you know, they had an outlier season and they were still going to come in last place in that division. And, you know, the way they played on Sunday night, it sure looks like they're not going to win very many games. So my boom candidate is Daniel Jones. I think he puts you over the 20. I think he puts you over the 20 fantasy points, and I think he scores a rushing touchdown. All right, I respect that. I, I, he, you think based on what you've told me earlier, earlier, he's going to play better than Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, anybody is going to play better. They can put me out there, and I could probably play better than Zach Wilson. <laughs> so, I can hand the ball off thirty times to Delvin Cook and Brees Hall, you know, and look That's better true. doing it. So, That's true. Uh, yeah. who, who who do you got busting? Now my bus is DJ Moore from the Chicago mm. Bears. Um, he didn't look very good in the first game. Obviously, it wasn't his fault. I I think Justin Fields, you know, we're very high on him in the off season, but I still don't think that their line is very good. He's always look. He looks like he's running for his life out there. Um, I don't think he looks down the field too much. So mm-hmm. I think you know he's going to have a hard time getting the ball over to DJ Moore. And I believe that their matchup is against. Tampa Bay, who just, they didn't hold Jefferson in check, but they did go, you know, toe-to-toe with the Vikings. Um, obviously, the Vikings receiver corps is probably better than the Bears, but they're going up against Tampa Bay, who's coming off a big win, right? Obviously, nobody thought that they were going to go out there and beat uh, the Minnesota Vikings, so 
I think, you know, you got to watch out for this Tampa Bay defense. I still think it's, you know, pretty decent. Um, and with a younger quarterback like Fields, um, you know, it's possible that he just, you know, he doesn't have a good game. So I think uh, this game Fields is going to use more of his feet than his arm, like similar to last year. And so I don't think that DJ Moore is going to put up more than, than 10 fantasy points this week. No, I, I hear you. Uh, last week I picked Justin Fields for my bust and it kind of panned out. <laughs> so uh, my my bust, I'm going to bust, uh, is uh, Brees Hall. I feel like he had a very, I'll say, electric performance on Monday night, especially coming off his injury. But this week he plays against the Cowboys, who we're. I think we're going to find out either the Cowboys' defense is that good, or was the Giants just that bad? We're going to find out. I think based on what the Jets, how the Jets play against the Cowboys, and how the Giants play against Cardinals. That's not I, a fair assessment because they have Zach Wilson. All right, sure, but Zach Wilson was also going to play into why I think Brees Hall's buzz because. I I honestly think the Cowboys could easily just focus on the run and they'll be fine. They're going to make Zach Wilson try to beat him with his arm and we'll see what happens. Uh, Even, you know, Brees Hall does have some catching ability, but outside of that, Dalvin Cook is still going to get some of his as well. And it's even if Brees Hall wins the the volume matchup there and he gets more attempts than Dalvin Cook, I still think the, the, the Cowboys defense is going to keep that offense in check and Brees Hall is not going to have a great week. Yeah, um, real quick on the Brees Hall, I think it's a mirage. Of, of, of for, like He looked good, don't get me wrong. It's good to see him out there, but I think it was a mirage of a performance because you know two of those runs, his first two actually, put him over the 75 yard mark. So he got, you know, 75 of that, like hundred and like 10 just from those two runs. Mm-hmm. So, um, obviously, you know, I don't think that's going to happen every game, but, uh, he goes in again, he's playing a tough Dallas defense. Um, you know, he, he didn't play, I think he played, um, 15, 20% of the snaps, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, Dalvin cook was uh, the majority uh, the back that was out there a majority of the time, obviously they're trying to work him in. You don't want to overload him. You know, that causes other injuries. Obviously people coming off of an ACL injury are susceptible to other injuries, such as like strains, calf strains, um, hamstring, quads. So um, obviously they want to work him in there. We'll see how he does when he comes out. But I agree with you. I think um, temper expectations still. Um, but I, I, I want to say, you know, at the end of the season or, you know, the back half of the season from weeks like eight and on, I think he's going to be the main guy and I think he's going to look good being the main guy. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think Brees Hall is a bad player at all. Like, I think when we pick our bus, we don't think these players are that bad. We just think it's the matchup mixed with situational stuff. Like the Zach Wilson's a situation amongst itself. This is, this, this is a very Zach Wilson themed episode. And <laughs> this is, yeah. this, um, Want to get into our quote-unquote super sleepers out of the stadium picks? Yeah, let's get so, into so, our... So we're skipping sleepers because I feel like, you know, it's now we're we're getting to the point where we have to go super sleeper. We have to find the guys really deep. And my first one is Kayshawn Boutte, wide receiver for the New England Patriots, because I legit think he's probably the most talented wide receiver on that, on that offensive team right now. Kendrick Bourne had a great first week. But I, I think Kayshawn is the future of that offense. And if I have to pick someone that no one's expecting to do well, because like 
we could look at the Rams, right? The Rams had three really young players, but now I can't pick them as super sleepers because they're probably going to be like top off of the top <laughs> people on everyone's waiver wire, right? So like to pick someone who I still think people are sleeping on, someone who's kind of still you know not really showed himself yet. Keishon Butte, I think he he could have a really strong week. And how many points do you think he's going to put up? So he put up zero last week. <laughs> he's projected at 2.8. Uh, I will say, let's just say he doesn't get in the end zone, but he gets enough targets. I will say he has nine points. Which, you know, in some leagues, that's a pretty decent flex option. All right. That is a pretty out of the out of the uh, stadium pick. Mine is not so out of the stadium, but I think it's still out of the stadium. Uh, I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel of the Washington Commanders. Okay. Uh, they play Denver this week. And obviously Denver has Patrick Sertan, who's rated as the fifth uh, best corner in the NFL. So I think obviously he's going to shadow, you know, Scary Terry. And then on the other side, they have uh, Mathis, who um, isn't as good as Sertan. But their defense in general is pretty good. And I think they have the ability to take, um, you know, McLaurin and Jahan Dodson, you know, kind of hold them too. Um, they did get beat by Jacoby Myers a lot last week. So, I mean, this could be a big Jahan Dodson game. But the way that the commander spread the ball last week, you had Dodson leading the receiving corps with seven targets. Curtis Samuel had five. And then Scary Terry, I think, had two or three targets. Um, so, surprisingly, you know, I think there is enough to go around for everybody. Obviously, the Cardinals played a little better than we thought they were going to play. Um, and Sam Howell kind of buckled under the pressure a little bit. But, you know, he found his he found his rhythm late in the game and, and you know, led them to that win. So, I think this week, Curtis Samuel finds the end zone. And he gives you a solid flex play. Um, and he's going to give you 10 plus points this week. 10 plus. All right. I respect it. Yeah. I, I, you make a lot of good points and I, I think you're right. And like the Broncos offense hasn't proven they could stay on the field. And I think eventually that Denver Broncos defense will get tired. So I wouldn't be surprised if Curtis Samuel's rocking like two to three points in the first half. And then he gets you over 10 in the second half. Once the defense is tired. Yeah. All right. Do you have a juicy matchup for us? Yes, my juicy matchup, and now I'm going to sound like a homer, is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I think this is going to be a shootout. I think I said this about the Lions-Chiefs game, but this is before, I think, the Kelsey injury. Um, I think the Chiefs well, the Chiefs and the uh, Jags are going to you know, be scoring a lot of points in this one. The Chiefs' defense is okay. The Jags' offense is better than when they played last year in the <clears throat> divisional round. Um, and then obviously if Travis Kelsey comes back, you know, I think that's going to open up a lot for, for the, uh, offense there of Kansas city. And obviously the Jaguars defense isn't as good as it's been in the past. So I think this is a high, a high, uh, scoring game. I think both teams are going to hit the 30 point mark, um, or at least, you know, the high twenties. Um, and, and there's going to be a lot of fantasy points for both quarterbacks, you know, Travis Kelsey. Uh, on the Jag side, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, 
Hopefully Christian Kirk shows up this game. I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, mysteriously has a good game this week. Um, I wasn't very high on him going into the season only because there's so many other weapons. And then, you know, he, he was going to be playing a lot in the slot and I feel like they were going to be slinging the ball down the field. So, um, but I think it's going to be a big game for both teams. So if you have guys from there, start them. Um, I would temper expectations with the Chiefs wide receivers until you can figure out how that's going to go. I guess the only receiver, and this is even hard to say, I think this is a long shot, is Rasheed Rice. You know, he looked good out there. Um, I think they might give Justin Ross more opportunities this game. He was only out there, you know, for a handful of plays. He had one target, one reception for like six yards. But, I mean, he caught it, you know. <laughs> Not sure. That's, uh... It's a lot better than some of the other guys out there. So um, the Chiefs really need to figure out the wide receiver situation if they're going to, you know, make a deep uh, run at running it back. Um, they obviously showed their weakness, their Achilles heel, no pun intended, um, to to the league. And it's really what is life like after Kelsey. So I think it's time to start figuring that out now because Kelsey has maybe one or two seasons left. And um, they obviously are going to need a, you know, a plan for when he's not there. So um, hopefully, you know, they trade for wide receiver this year. That's what I'm hoping. But um, to not go off on a tangent, I think the Chiefs versus Jaguars is going to be a good one to watch. Yeah. Uh, My juicy matchup, Lions versus Seahawks. I feel like there's a lot of high-quality fantasy players on both sides of the ball I, but i mainly chose it for the lions if i'm being honest i think either the seahawks defense is really bad or the rams offense was really good last week and to be honest as a rams fan i couldn't tell you which one it was right now uh so i don't know if the seahawks were just caught off guard so but we'll see i think this is a good test i think the lions at times look really good against the chiefs and they looked really good last year and they for the most part brought it brought back a lot of their key players on uh josh reynolds amon say amon brown stuff like that like they have the rookie tight end sam laporta who looked pretty good uh you know and they, they have a really good i think chemistry with david montgomery and gibbs now hopefully in this game gibbs gets a lot more action but i i think the seahawks defense didn't prove that they're going to necessarily stop this lions offense coming into this week and the, the lions defense played well against the chiefs but I think the Seahawks offense still has a lot of weapons on it that could make this a high-scoring game as well. Geno Smith uh, barely, barely outscored Zach Wilson last week. <laughs> so, so I think Geno Smith's going to have a better game. I think he's going to have a you know he's going to at least get into double digits this time. DK Metcalf will have himself a, a DK Metcalf game, and I think Kenneth Walker is going to do. I think this is going to be like it might not be the highest-scoring game of the week, but I think it's going to. Both teams will for sure get in the twenties. Yeah, no, I, I think I agree with you. I, I think uh, the Seahawks weren't ready for the Rams. I think they really overlooked the Rams and just thought it was going to be like a, a preseason game. They were just going to do mm-hmm. you know a walkthrough, and they got punched in the mouth and they didn't know what to do. So um, hopefully they can get off to a better start this game. I want to throw something other because he was uh, technically yours and mine uh, uh, out of the senior pick last week. But Puka Nakua, uh, not only did he have a really good game, but Matthew Stafford was targeting the shit out of that guy. Like, I think he's legit. 
Like I, th- when I was going into the season, I was like, oh, yeah, I think he might have an opportunity, especially with Cup out. But he seems like legit. He looks like he could be part of this offense when Cup comes back. But I think the yeah. first true test was going to be when Cup comes back. Yeah, like, but I, I think there's still I think there's still room for two good wide receivers in this offense. Yeah, and, and I think you know the the way he showed out week one, like there's no way you, you know you take him off the field now. Absolutely, I think you take Van Jefferson off before you take him off. Yeah. You know, I got him in both of my dynasty leagues. Uh, I was pretty high on him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll see what happens on the waiver wire in our redraft leagues. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel real quick before we we sign off here? Do you feel that Puka is somebody that you can start like as a flex option this week? See, they're playing the Forty ers I think it's tough. Like a part of me, like I have him on the bench on one of my redraft leagues already, and I'm. I don't know if I'm going to start him over anybody else right now, but if he could go off against this really good 49ers defense, then he's, I think, a must-start next week. Like, if he could give you 12 to 15 points this week against that defense, who shut down the Steelers' offense completely, uh, I would I would say, yeah, he's probably for sure starting week three. I think if you have a like, if you have some injuries, like if you're, you have like a Christian Watson on your team and he may not go and you have, you know, some lingering stuff or you had Aaron Jones and and you're like oh we'll see I can't play him now maybe you have a running back move them to RB2 or something or RB1 wherever you had him and then you put Puka in your flex spot you know I I think you can but I really want to see it happen against a really good defense like the 49ers before I start committing no that makes sense the 49ers is going to be a good test I mean like yeah. you said if he can put up more than 12 points I think he's a solid flex option you know for the, the remainder of the year even when Cup comes back. I agree. Yeah. All right. Brian, let the people know where they can find us on you, the X. You can find us on X at OT Fantasy F Ball. Stop by, say hello. You know, we would appreciate it. Also, you can find our podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether it's Google, Spotify, Apple, wherever. Please subscribe, leave a comment, let people know that you either dislike or like us. We, it doesn't matter. We just we just want the feedback. As always, we're not fortune tellers, but we're fortunate enough to bring you the beautiful game of fantasy football. Till next time, good luck. Set your lineups. Don't get cute.